And good morning, my friends. Welcome to the Daily Gator Daily Thought, the Hump Day edition. Wild Wednesday, my friends. Wild Wednesday. Lots of stuff to get to. And not too much time to get to them into. What did I just say? Did those words just come out of my mouth? Uh, Big news today, my friends. Good show, I think. And let's start out with the other McCain. Uh, He had a piece up yesterday about how woke the Wokers really are. The wokeness of the Wokers is woke. I mean woke on steroids. Woke on a nuclear grade level. Uh, The other McCain, Robert Stacey McCain, how far down the slippery slope of woke craziness have we slid, he asks. Well, California, oh, it's always Mark Sifornia, isn't it? Always Mark Sifornia, is evidently ready to mandate insurance coverage for, take a stab in the dark, What what do you think, folks? What do you think? They want to have, uh, uh, to not just have, but demand, mandate insurance coverage for, hmm, cancer, uh, heart disease, no, 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 uh, They want to mandate insurance coverage for gay men who hire women to be surrogate baby makers. So if you're a gay man and you want a baby... I really want a baby bad. I, I just want a baby, okay? Can I do that with a damn baby, please? Uh, so they want a baby. They want to pay a woman to uh, be inseminated, become pregnant, carry the child, and then have the child and, and all the rest. So I guess that's their business. I don't like that morally speaking. Uh, but... Again, I don't think there's uh, there's any good to come from banning it. But to mandate that insurance coverage would cover that, that's, that, I mean, really, that not that kind of the, the ultimate selective surgery or selective medical procedure or treatment? Here's the story. California lawmakers are advancing a bill that would redefine the inability of men to get pregnant as they're men, right? They don't have the right equipment to get pregnant. It's impossible. Common sense. Folks, you got to throw common sense out the window. Go ahead. Just throw it out there in the yard. Uh, they want to redefine the inability of men to get pregnant as infertility yes it's not the men's fault that he's a man and they're biologically speaking cannot possibly uh, bear a child carry a child become pregnant etc etc it's that he's been unfairly treated by life and he's simply an infertile woman again the stupidity grows and grows and grows and this would entitle them to insurance coverage, I'm sorry, insurance covered fertility treatments. Hi, I'm a gay man. I want some fertility treatments because I want to have a baby. Can you help me out, please? I'm sorry, sir. You want a what? Don't call me, sir. I'm a mother to be. Damn you. Bigot. Uh, this is crazy. Okay, this is on the roller coaster of crazy. That first really steep hill. 
that plunges into uh, sheer joy if you love roller coasters, sheer terror if you don't. That's what this is. This is the quick descent into absolute crazy. Bat shit crazy. Crazier than a pet coon. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I don't know how many ways I can describe crazy, uh, but it's crazy. This legislation, which passed in the California State Senate late last month, is about to be taken up by the Assembly. It would require employer-sponsored insurance plans to cover all non-experimental fertility treatments. I'd say giving a man fertility treatment so he can become pregnant is pretty damn experimental, wouldn't you? Since it bait, it goes against nature. I thought the left loved Mother Nature. What we used to hear, remember, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. What's the old expression? You can't beat two things in this world, Mother Nature and Father Time. But the left's trying, my friends. Uh, including artificial insemination that would be covered of pregnancy surrogates, supporters of the legislation have touted it as an overdue step toward here's a new slogan from the left, here's a new bullshit term from the left, you ready for it? You ready my friends? Fertility equality that's right, fertility and justice for all that's equality that's madness really but but as they step forward towards fertility equality for LGBT people, freshman state senator Carolyn, I'm sorry, Caroline Minjavar, who I'm going to shock you here, is a Democrat uh, who co-authored the bill with Assemblywoman Buffy Wicks, also a Democrat. And here's here's a pro tip: if anyone runs for your state legislature and their name is they let people call them Buffy. Don't vote for them. Okay? Even if they're a vampire slayer named Buffy, don't don't vote for them. Uh, but Assemblywoman Buffy Wicks said it will ensure that queer couples no longer have to pay more out of pocket to start families than non-queer families. <clears throat> equality. You see, equality sounds so nice, doesn't it? When the left gets a hold of it and bastardizes it and twists it and turns it, it becomes a very ugly, crazy thing, my friends. Uh, so queer couples will no longer have to pay more out-of-pocket to start families than non-queer families. And this bill is critical, she says, to achieving full-lived equality for LGBTQ plus people as well as advancing well-rounded and comprehensive health care for all Californians. That's right. Uh, in liberal California, opposition to the bill, which is S uh, Senate Bill 729, has been mild and focused on concerns about ballooning insurance premiums. You, everything in, in California is ballooning this bad. Higher taxes, higher cost of living, uh, complete overregulation of everything I mean Mark Sofornia is should be with everything California has it should be the premier state easily in this in this country because they have incredible beaches incredible mountains they have everything you would require but you know what ruins it for California Marxists who run California and people who vote for the Marxists who run California 
and they've been Marxist, uh, running these, electing these Marxists for decades now, and it has, it has collapsed on its own stupidity and the own failure of uh, communism, my friends. California already requires health care insurance providers to cover fertility treatments other than in vitro fertilization for policy holder, holders who are medically infertile. The law defines infertility based on a physician's diagnosis or according to the widely accepted definition of not being able to have a child after a year or more of trying. If you're a man, it's going to take longer than a year. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Good Lord. Uh, this fertility insurance bill would expand the coverage mandate for employers to include IVF and expand the legal definition of infertility to include a person's inability to reproduce either as an individual or with their partner without medical intervention. Infertility would no longer be defined only as a disease or medical condition, but also as a status, such as being in a gay or lesbian relationship or being single. California business and insurance groups have objected to the bill's projected price tag for employers, even as they have been careful not to criticize its intent because they're afraid to speak up. They're just afraid to call crazy crazy. When you can't, you know how to define a crazy society? When, pe when sane people are afraid to call crazy crazy, that's the new definition of insanity. Uh, let me see. There's one more quote I wanted to get out of this to just, again, sums up the left so well. Uh, one of the bill's nonprofit sponsors, a group called Men Having Babies, <laughs> the MHB, MHB, Men Having Baby, describes its broader goal as to remove financial barriers to surrogacy, parenting for gay men worldwide, a cause which we refer to as fertility equality. Also, dumber than a stepped-on roach or a dried-up mud puddle, whichever you, whichever you prefer. Uh, you know, I'm going to skip that story today. Sorry, but uh, that one wasn't good enough. <clears throat> uh, here's a quote from a cardinal. I found this at NewJersey.com or NJ.com. <coughs> their, uh, I believe their religion page. Actually, this is on the opinion page. And here's the headline. Cardinal voluntary, voluntarily set aside gun rights for the common good via Faith Matters. Some people just don't understand liberty, do they? They don't understand natural rights. Uh, this is by Reverend Alexander Santora for the Jersey Journal. American religious denominational leaders, including the U.S. Catholic bishops, <coughs> pardon me, have taken strong stands for effective gun control and the banning of all assault rifles. How about the banning of assault priests on young boys? Has the Catholic Church taken that one seriously yet? And I'm not ripping on you if you're a Catholic, but that is one of the most disgusting chapters of our history I can imagine. And a lot of people high up in the Catholic Church knew it and didn't do you know what about it let's define evil my friends that's one definition 
Uh, but Newark's Roman Catholic Archbishop, Cardinal Joseph Tobin, has taken an unusual three-part stand that concludes with what he calls, listen closely, voluntary self-restraint. I've tried that before, and damn it, you know, you got to remember where the keys to the cuffs are. I'm just saying. There's, there's a pro tip for you. And yes, I'm joking. Uh, Tobin set this forth in his weekly newsletter, letter, which is called Rejoice in the Lord, which can be found on the Archdiocesan website, arcan.org. He said, let's voluntarily set aside our rights in order to witness the truth that only peace and never violence is a way to build a free society that has lived concretely in our homes, our neighborhoods, and our communities, and our nation, and our world, he writes. So the American Revolution was a violent thing, I believe, and it created the United States. The beacon of freedom and liberty still in, the, in, in individuality and, and natural rights in the, in the world. But, and that was created in a violent war, but violence never solves anything. Is that the stupidity I'm hearing? Violence didn't solve Hitler. Violence didn't solve uh, other evil people. This, this business of violence never does anything good is ridiculous. It is antithetical to morality and to common sense and to reason. So this idea that we, we have our rights, we won't give them away, but we'll voluntarily set aside the rights. You know what will happen? It'll be like if you have kids and you voluntarily set the cookies out where they can reach it, but you trust them anyway. And then you go take a nap for an hour. And then you wake up to find that the kids have woken up from their nap. And now there's chocolate chip cookie crumbs everywhere. There are no chocolate chip cookies anymore. And the container's on the floor. And all the, all the kids will say, I don't know what happened to them. Except for one who will explain that an elephant ate them. He tried to stop the elephant, but he couldn't. Uh, now, what this, uh, this person is saying, really, <clears throat> the Second Amendment of the Constitution allows for the right to bear arms. It reads, in part, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But Tobin urges us to forgo that right. What good is that going to do? If someone were to kick in my front door right now, I would forego, it would be better for humanity if I for, for, foregone, forgo my rights and say, I'm not going to pick up a gun because that's violence. And I could be killed, <clears throat> tortured, whatever. That would be better somehow than, than defending myself. That's morally obscene. I, I can't help it. That is moral obscenity, my friends. He does not prescribe exactly what action this means. To me, if you ask me to set aside my rights and violence is never the solution, yada, 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 you're asking me to forgo my gun rights. And you can go straight to hell before that's going to happen. I don't care what religion you practice. Uh, his intention, uh, he told this author in an email interview, is to move the debate from simply a shouting match about rights to a conversation about the common good. Common good common good who says that oh yeah communists the common welfare the common good you know what always happens 
after a nation instills the common good aspect of uh, communism, a lot of common bad happens. A lot of slaughter, enslavement, torture, uh, un- unjust uh, fe- uh, seizure of property, children, the government running your whole life. A lot of destitution and evil follows this idea that to embrace the common good. He acknowledges that the U.S. Catholic bishops have taken strong stands on gun control and the abolition of AR-15 weapons, and he is in line with them. But that has not worked so far. In fact, there are now over 400 million guns in the U.S., more than people. And if you really think about all the guns, and the left says the gun cause, causes violence and, and murder, etc., 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 Yet, we have one of the lowest violent crime rates in the world. The numbers don't, don't back you up, leftists. They don't, le- they don't back up the left's uh, baloney about guns causing violence. Incredibly stupid people on the left. They're foolish. To them, a solution is putting a bumper sticker on your car. In the Second Amendment, it might say, okay, so everyone gives up their guns, then what? You know what bad guys do when that happens? Bad people, they smile. And more people will be victims. And somehow that will be for the, quote, common good. Uh, In his newsletter, he admitted, this is perhaps the most challenging and controversial proposal but I honestly believe it is the best thing we can do to change the culture of violence that threatens us today. You do not solve violence, typically speaking, peacefully. Yes, some people can be talked down. But you have to have that final choice to defend your life, your family's lives. This idea that somehow you're a more noble person. I remember actually getting into a conversation with a person who was a pacifist. And it it came to the point, I said, okay, let me ask you something. You hear someone kick in your front door. You come down from your bedroom. You come and you see your wife being raped on the floor. You're telling me you you wouldn't commit violence to protect your wife? His answer? Well, what good would that do the world? This thinking is mental illness. That's a person that actually thinks somehow if you act violence in, uh, violently in defense of another innocent person, somehow you're worse than the violent perpetrator who's committing violence on an innocent person. You're not following God at that point, if you believe that. You're actually, you're actually following the other way, if you know what I mean, and I think that you do. Uh, then the author goes on to say, mass shootings are happening at such breakneck speed, actually they're not, that the media cannot keep us, keep up reporting about them. That's horse hockey. That's baloney. The media tells you every day, every shooting's on the local news now, here where I live. And they, there's, there's no need for this. I wonder how many of those shootings that they can't, they haven't found the shooter yet. They have the police haven't released a statement yet. 
but they show the video of, of the police lights and the home where this happened. I wonder how many of those are self-defense homeowners using their weapon for self-defense. I guarantee you a good many of them are. But you'll never hear that from the media, and that's sad. Uh, this idiot who wants us all to give up our guns. I, sorry, set them aside. It's true that we have a Second Amendment right to bear arms, he says, but rights always involve responsibilities. In this case, a responsibility to protect the innocent and to secure public safety and good order, Tobin writes in his newsletter. The mass shootings we are witnessing almost weekly now are a grave threat to the lives and well-being of all people. Again, you do not solve violence by surrendering your ability to defend yourself from it. That encourages bad people. That encourages evil people. Doesn't do anything for good people. And this guy should really look at stats, actual stats, and understand that mass shootings are not happening at the rate which we see gun violence archive hacks would like you to believe. It's just not happening. But again, you can decide for yourself. If you have any Catholic, I have nothing against Catholics whatsoever. Uh, but this is this idea of setting aside your rights is uh, it's completely stupid, my friends. There is no justifiable defense of such an obscenely stupid thing. Frankly, now. I'm going to scrap this one story here and save it for another time because I already did something from the other McCain. Uh, this is about another canceled statue of a historical figure for stupid reasons. But I want to get to this other story. And I'll get to the other one tomorrow. From Ace of Spades, one of the best blogs there is. The headline says, DeSantis vows war on the deep state. Now, this is important to listen to because what you have right now, sadly, in the campaign is a lot of people saying the most idiotic things you've ever heard, uh, accusing DeSantis of all kind of things, being deep state, being a Soros ally. Uh, someone even, they actually photoshopped a picture of George Soros at a DeSantis event. And by the way, this person gets paid by Donald Trump. So, yeah, it's a bullshit indictment against Trump. It's horseshit. It's dangerous. It shouldn't be happening what's happening with Trump right now. Uh, but Trump could do better. Because paying people who then go out and lie about your political opponents, bold-faced lies, that ain't cool. Now, uh, this from Asa Spades. Famously, when he was elected governor, that's Governor DeSantis, he had all of his staff research all powers of the governor, even the ones that have been forgotten about because he intended to use every last one of them. To do what? So he's not blowing smoke when he says he intends to use presidential power to the limit to dismantle the deep state. And look what he's done in Florida against the woke. I know a lot of people have criticized him. Nikki Haley can't stop criticizing him for, for stopping the kissing of Disney's ass. While Disney's telling parents to kiss their ass, basically. Uh, so he set up the Disney. He stood up to all these corporate... Whatever it is, he's fought against wokeness. 
very consistently and better than any other governor in the country. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has been working for months on plans to tear down and rebuild both the Department of Justice and the FBI, and Lord, don't they need it. I have hate to say that. I really do. Uh, this is partly from Real, Real Clear Politics, by the way. Uh, consulting with experts and members of Congress to develop a, quote, day one strategy to end what conservatives see as the weaponization of the justice system. Now, what are they doing right now against Trump? They're, they've weaponized the justice system. A lot of the January 6th protesters, weaponization of the Justice Department. The selective enforcement of some laws, weaponization of the Justice Department. Period. We all know it. We see it. The governor told, uh, privately told advisors he will hire and fire plenty of federal personnel, reorganize entire agencies, and execute a, quote, disciplined and relentless strategy to restore the Justice Department to a mission more in line with what the Founding Fathers envisioned. That's a very important part. We need a president, a, a man or woman, who will look to the Founding Fathers. Those are the people who set up the country. That's the example to follow if you want to fix the country. What's wrong with America? All across the board, you can answer everything wrong with America right now with one statement. We don't follow the Constitution any longer. It all comes back to that, my friends. Uh, we're not going to let all this power accumulate in Washington. We're going to break up these agencies. DeSantis said during a private strategy session over the weekend, excerpts of which were obtained exclusively by Real, Real Clear Politics, he vowed in that call to order, quote, some of the most problematic components of the DOJ to be uprooted, reorganized, and then promptly shipped to other parts of the country. This fits with one of the central themes of the DeSantis campaign, namely that he'd be an energetic executive, a president with a focus and attention to detail necessary to make the most of his Article II powers. On the stump, the governor regularly wins applause from primary voters for promising not just to wage war on the so-called deep state, but to end it. Because as long as we have a deep state, it's going to come back. It's like those weeds you hit with a weed whacker and they're gone for a week few days then they start coming back because they're weeds the goal according to senior outside advisors ought to be returning the DOJ and the FBI to a more limited pre 9-11 mission Republicans were outraged last Friday when former President Trump was indicted for mishandling classified documents DeSantis has condemned that move and his campaign scheduled the Saturday conference call, not knowing, he told advisors, that there would be news last night. But the governor is also intimately familiar with conservative gripes about political bias inside President Biden's Department of Justice. Uh, they have been central to his campaign. DeSantis said, we've, we've seen throughout this country that the DOJ and the FBI are controlled by one faction of our society. DeSantis said that on a call pointing to 
how those agencies were, quote, going after pro-life activists, wrongly investigating parents at school board meetings who are concerned about things like critical race theory and forcing kids to wear masks, and colluding with tech companies to censor information such as what they did with the 2020 election. DeSantis has assembled a brain trust of academics, members of Congress, and former administration officials to draw up step-by-step blueprints for tearing the DOJ and the FBI down to the studs for a rebuild. He consults frequently with uh, Representatives Thomas Massey of, K- of Kentucky and Chip Roy of Texas, conservatives always at war with government bureaucracy and openly hostile to federal power, Stephen Bradbury of the Heritage Foundation, and Victor Davis Hanson of the Hoover Institution have also joined the working group to offer technical expertise and historical perspective. Well, as Ace comments, this is a cruel move by DeSantis. And he approves. And I approve. And you should approve. Forget the noise. Forget the uh, fake ads. Forget the fake accusations. Look at what the man is doing. Look at what he did in Florida. Compare it to the other candidates. Make your choice based on what you deduce. I'm not telling you to vote for. But this, my friends, I will tell you gladly, is what we need in America. We need to eradicate certain things. You need to pull the teeth and make sure they stay pulled. Because as weeds grow back, Weeds may grow back quick. They don't grow back nearly as fast as bureaucracy. And bureaucracy is a a creeping danger every day. Everything in America costs more because of bureaucracy. Regulations. Stagnation. Overtaxation. Overregulation. Keep going. Everything in America is worse because of our bureaucracies. Everything. And the more bureaucratic the bureaucracies become, the more gummed up the works will be. And the less the government will work efficiently and effectively. You know how to keep the government operating efficiently and effectively? Again, go back to the Constitution. Do that. What the founders advised. James Madison, father of our Constitution, ought to be on Mount Rushmore. Get off of there, Teddy Roosevelt. Sorry. You, or excuse me, uh, James Madison said he warned about things like massive pieces of legislation that were hundreds and thousands of pages long. Because no one can read them. No one can grasp them. No one can ever know all the things that are in that legislation. You think that's a problem today? Because we didn't listen to the father of our Constitution. We ought to be listening to James Madison and Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin and George Washington and Patrick Henry and Samuel Adams. All of our founders. All of them. All of them. They gave us the key. Franklin said, you've got a republic if you can keep it. What we've been doing the past God knows how many years. We're not keeping it, my friends. This is the most important election you will ever vote in, I believe. I don't don't want to think about what happens if we don't elect a solid Republican. 
I don't want to even think about what will happen to this country, quite frankly. So, look at what DeSantis is doing. Look at what he's done. Again, I'm not telling you to vote for him. Uh, I'm not telling you not to vote for him. I'm not saying don't vote for Trump. I'm not saying don't vote for any one of the candidates. But compare what they say, how the government operates, with our Constitution and the wisdom of our founders. What's wrong with America? We don't use the Constitution anymore. And that's the show. God bless you, my friends. Uh, Please take care of yourself. Say your prayers. Eat your vitamins. All that fun stuff. If you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America. And go Gators. That's the three pillars of this this, uh, podcast. Y'all take care of yourselves. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Say your prayers and all that fun stuff. Say a prayer for me. I always need it. Uh, feet are killing me today so I'm going to have to go to a doctor soon to find out what the hell is wrong with me because my body seems to be rebelling against me what did I do to my body yeah all that junk food and stuff And yeah, I can see why my body would be angry at me anyway be good my friends we will talk to you soon y'all be good peace out you freaks